2: The sports bar with Danger and Battaglia, buddy. It's Thursday. It's Friday, Junior. Christian Kirksey to retire.
3: EJ Klein getting brought back to the practice squad. Once
2: I saw Tropical Cyclone, it got my attention.
4: They're a really good football team. Mike Danger. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow's a mystery. Oh, today is a gift, and that's why they call it the present. Gene.
2: Gene Battaglia. I listen every Sunday to the Italian Carousel oh, here on the Fan Ranch, of, of course. course. TD Bianchi. Bianchi. She's seventy-five. The Bears making.
4: Normal news this morning: re-signing backup QB Nathan Peterman. My man Nate Pete
3: is back in the house. Thank God for that. So happy for that.
4: Let's get into Thursday night football: Giants at the Niners. Hey Frisco fan. Hey
3: Frisco fan. Oh, it's our good friend. <laughs> Bo Nix, Bo, Bo Nix, Bo. Hi, everybody.
4: Hi, Dr. Nix. In the air tonight is not really a drum solo, I think. It's just a little fill. Hey, look, it's day one of training camp. The job is to win. Winning should be expected.
1: 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan, Rochester. Welcome
4: on into the sports bar. Danger and Pataglia with you on a Thursday afternoon in the Flower City. Excited to be here and appreciate you checking us out at 95.7 FM, AM 950. You can find us inside the free to download Odyssey app where we sound our best on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan and our video stream up for you at The Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch and Gino. It was was us having our little team function today at our home away from home, Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue and we're having a conversation with the Minister of Mayhem, Jeff Dale there at Three Heads, just chewing the fat and chopping it up about sports and it's just a reminder once again how fortunate we are to be able to do this every afternoon with you talking sports here in our favorite city. What a gift and what a privilege! We do not take it for granted and appreciate you checking us out.
2: I left there thinking, "Oh my gosh, the Celtics are going to win the NBA championship this yeah. year." The way that Jeff was trying to sell me on Porzingis, I have a different view of Porzingis. Being <laughs> yeah, a good as a fan, Knicks but guy, show. yeah, you know, don't want to spoil anybody's uh, enthusiasm. And uh, today, uh, we were all encouraged as uh, staff members to wear something sports related which kind of in our wheelhouse. Now, me, I'm company man. It's the CMF and Bill's shirt where you have the CMF logo and the Bill's logo. Anybody want to take a guess with Mike Jane? If you're watching right now, you see what Mike Danger wore to this event, and I didn't even know this was in your wardrobe. In fact, if I said that was a different sport, this is actually shocking that you're
4: wearing this school. Uh, I'm wearing a a Syracuse orange hoodie. What's the problem? <laughs> this is an open application, by the way. Consider this this attire today an open application to colleges to ha- to recruit me as a fan. I'm wearing Syracuse Orange because I, I think the last time I wore this, uh, was when I went to see the orange play Duke during uh, the Coach K farewell tour. Well, that's so a couple t- years ago.
2: That that's telling a couple years ago. That oh. was uh, before the years? pandemic okay before the pandemic yeah. okay that's more than a couple all right, all right. So, so time
4: goes by too okay, fast for so, me to keep
2: up so f- f- for okay you and i do five shows a week how many <laughs> shows over we- this is the first time this hoodie's been
4: cracked out What's i w- going- usually wear it on the weekends it's a yard work hoodie today they're like encouraging you to wear the sports as you're saying you're wearing your polo with the bills logo and the cmf logo and i'm not gonna lie for a second i thought about whipping out the peterman jersey just as is an homage because as of yesterday he was released by the Chicago Bears, only to find out today that, uh, you know, sports bar favorite quarterback Nathan Peterman was re-signed by the Chicago Bears today. So wearing it would have been wouldn't have been much of a conversation piece. Wait, what? 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 He's back? He's back? Oh. We don't know. I, I I'm done trying to figure it out. They released him yesterday, brought him back this morning. Were you trying to make a move and you needed to make space and you couldn't make that move happen? So you just brought him back. He's back where he did like he never left. No idea what's going on. I love Ryan Poles. pulling for Ryan Poles. Have no idea no what idea. happened. What happened the last 24 hours? I'm trying to forget all of it.
2: Wow. When I saw you in a Syracuse Orange, my first thought wasn't Dino Babers and the football program looking to go 4 uh, 0 as they're taking on Army this week. My first thought was, wow, the Jim Bayheim critic here oh. in western new york the one and people will say, let, let's no, say no. that
4: let me say what i always say there isn't one coach or one player that's bigger than the program the program is what i root for i mean you want the players to be good but like, like i said consider this an application it, it, you know what i'll i'll root i didn't i didn't graduate from college so it, shocking i know that there's <laughs> there's no allegiance for me. The only allegiance I really even close, close remotely have is, is, is university of North Dakota hockey because I grew up watching that. That was like pro hockey to me where I grew up and every now and then they'll make a run in the NCAA. And so I'll root for them. But as far as a college football team, I mean, I went to happy Valley with my brother-in-law for a Penn state game but I it, I could see myself becoming a Penn State fan, but I don't own any Penn State gear. I could be a Syracuse fan. I don't own any Syracuse gear. Gene, you could sell me on... Fordham, but I'm not gonna, you know, where it, I'm not right. gonna s- buy what you're selling if you're selling me for. I
2: would sell you on RIT hockey. That would be the first
4: place. That's so a tough we, sell for me, though. Wow. Well, I mean, it's local, and, it's and local, I get it. Right. No, it's local,
2: and we love the Tigers. Not a tough sell. This is the one is the only Division One program yep. in our town. Sure, um, I, I would it, listen to that. Yeah. So uh, that's where I would start. And why don't you have to give you something to get excited about. They do, and maybe Schrader is that guy. If they beat Clemson in a couple weeks, and then they're five and zero, and you're thinking, "Oh, huh?" But until that point, yeah, you you've, you've beaten uh, you know directional schools here in I've Purdue. I've always whatever. liked Dino Babers. We've
4: always liked him. He's a he's, he's a come on the show. He's a does, favorite yeah. in the sports bar. So you know, I can get behind that. Um, you know, I can get behind. Uh, rooting for Penn State because it's become a family thing. My niece goes there and she always shares the stories of going to the games and they got the big whiteout this weekend that everybody's excited for. So I could buy buy into that as well. But, uh, you know... I'm, it, I'm open. It's an open application. Could, I could become a Colorado Buffaloes fan. I could just jump on that bandwagon because of the impact that Deion Sanders has had on the world of sports. I could just say from moving forward, I'm a Buffs fan. Go Buffs. Just going to follow Colorado football, and that's my team, and that's the team I'm rooting for if I wanted to. I, I really don't have any allegiance, mm-hmm. so it's wide open for me. I'm accepting applications.
2: True story. Before the pandemic, there was a committee put together at RIT, and they were discussing bringing football in, Division one football. Would have been great. It would have been fantastic. And I don't know if that is permanently dead from my when I hear yes, but can you imagine how that would have changed the world? Now, the different president, different athletic director, wouldn't have happened. That's... Kind of the one thing that's missing in our town. Like, if if we had a Division One football team, we would, there would. This wouldn't even be a debate. We are so provincial here, and yet we're trying to latch on to Syracuse or Penn State. And look, you went to those schools. That's great. You you should be loyal, but then I'm just... Yeah,
4: I'm. I get it. I get it. I, so I'm kind of like a, a man without a team when it comes to college athletics. And I, like I said, I bought this when I went to that uh, basketball game, and it's been sitting in the bottom of my dresser for the last couple of years, and I dusted it off. I'm like, oh, I'll probably wear it in the fall when I'm doing yard work or whatever, cleaning things up, I, you know, and it starts to get a little bit chilly, and that's kind of what I've always had with my, my relationship with this hoodie. I'm glad that you did
2: choose the orange over Coach K, though. I would have had <laughs> grave concerns that night had you been uh-uh. like, oh, I'm just... No, a-
4: there's there's some applications I just won't accept. <laughs> I will not accept no. an application to become a Duke fan. Uh, I, I'm how sure... About, uh, how about LSU football? Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No. Nope, sorry. Can't get behind this guy.
1: It's a great night to be a Tiger. I'm here with my family.
4: Better chance of me becoming an LSU tight women's basketball You are a fan. Kim Mulkey fan. Kim Mulkey, I can get behind, but not not that fraud. No, no. But uh, yeah, so I, I know that this this kind of floored you a little bit. Floored a couple of people We were in a meeting with uh, a bunch of you know people from our staff earlier today. They're like, where did that come? My wife? My wife wanted them. She looked and she's like, where's that? I've never seen that before. Oh, yeah, it's been sitting in the bottom of my dresser. We needed to find something, uh, you know, tailgate appropriate for our little tailgate staff party that we had today at Three Heads. I guess we all have something
2: odd in our closet. I've never worn this in. What is the weirdest Major League Baseball jersey if I came in? You'd be like, what the heck is that? And I own this.
4: I've never worn it in. Hmm. Another team other than the Mets. Correct. Uh I bet you Tim in San Diego sent you a Padres something. No, hmm. it's actually a Cubs jersey. Get out. I own a Cubs jersey. You have one more Cubs
2: jersey than I do. I look and you know it's not it's 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 replica knock-off, but mm-hmm. it's it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. I wear it once in a while mm-hmm. and it says baseball. I mean the Cubs are
4: not a team that I think if I wear it out. When you, it, you say it says baseball, <laughs> is that on the nameplate? <laughs> Because that would be the worst nameplate ever. If you're wearing a baseball jersey, it just says baseball Baseball. on the back. How do you know it's a knockoff? Yeah, that that might be a knockoff. What what container did that one fall off? What truck did that fall off? It says baseball on the back of a Cubs jersey. It it might might have been a Masterstroke special, but the Masterstroke
2: special is like, wait a second, that Bill's jersey is purple. No, it's not. Yes, it is.
4: No, it's not even blue. It's not even Buffalo Bill's blue. It's purple. What do you mean? It looks like it ran through the wash with bleach. It doesn't look like the blue that the Bills sport on Sundays.
2: You know what I'll do? I'll wear the Cubs jersey tomorrow.
4: I will do that for you, buddy. Now my guys are in the middle of a, a playoff hunt here. I don't. Is there any bad juju with a Mets fan wearing a Cubs jersey as they're trying to secure a postseason berth? Maybe. Maybe this is all my diabolical oh, plan. God, is it good for the show? Is it good for? It's probably good for the show. If you want to wear it, wear it. Chino. Yeah, weird Jersey Friday. Oh my out. God! I, I I was debating. I have I, you know. I I have a few Bears jerseys in in my closet. The Peterman was was the one that was winning out, and then I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna wear this because I don't want to support this team after the last 24 hours of being a fan of this team. I, I can't wear the 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 Devin Hester jersey. I can't wear the Brian Urlacher jersey. I can't wear a Matt Forte. I can't wear a Nathan Peterman. I'm done. I'm out. I had no idea that Allen Williams
2: was on that William and Mary team with McDermott and Tomlin. He was the running back. The other two guys on the other side of the ball. Mm.
4: Yeah. Well, uh, nothing new has really emerged from that story. This is very quietly disappearing in the news cycle. Until there's charges. Until if there's there charges. Are. If there, yes. If there are. Yes, yes. But we can
2: tell you, no, Hallis Hall was not rated. Nothing else. According um, to their reports. According to their reports. Yes.
4: Yes. According to the statements that they put out. Yes. That's that's the story we're going to go with. But <laughs> there are plenty of whispers out there what may have happened or what may be going. Well, down. they could be splitting hairs. No, it wasn't rated.
2: We just kind of. Took the computer or, or we, whatever. Yeah, was, we yeah, gave uh, them yeah, whatever what they asked for. Yeah, that's yeah. not a raid. We yeah. just,
4: whatever, and here you go. That's right. Yeah, they are splitting some hairs, possibly. Um, we've got a great show lined up for you. Again, appreciate you checking us out uh, at the Fan Rochester on YouTube, Twitch, and the free to download Odyssey app and at 95.7 FM and AM 950. We'll be joined later this afternoon, 425. Alex Brasky, the Batavia Daily News, will get a, a practice report from Brasky today and uh, some news out of 1 Bills Drive.
2: Yeah, which we'll get to in a second, a roster move that it doesn't impact the 53, but I think there's a lot to be said when a guy you were kind of hoping for allisons like, "Yeah, you know, I'm good." So a practice school uh, not your typical practice squad roster move today. Uh, we'll also kind of look ahead to Washington and What if this ends up being a rainy uh, weather game? Ooh, yes. It's a possibility. I'm seeing conflicting reports on this, by the way. So some say it's going to be passed by the morning. Others are saying, no, that'll come right through. to be determined, we'll talk to Alex Brasky, the table of Daily News and the Bills Digest coming up if, in the 4 o'clock hour.
4: You know what? If, if you're hearing that there's going to be storms impacting the entirety of the East Coast and games that are being played on the East Coast, what does that mean for your fantasy football rosters? We'll be joined later this hour here in about uh, 10, 15 minutes. Andy Behrens from Yahoo Fantasy stops by for his usual Thursday afternoon visit. Helps set your lineups for week three. It all gets underway tonight with the Giants in the Bay to take on the Niners. Yeah, and the question I want to ask, Andy, right out of the gate,
2: there's a lot of plug-and-play going on this week. I mean, do you trust Breida tonight? Probably not. Tony Jones, he's back for New Orleans. He's really the only option this week. Kamara doesn't come back until next week off his suspension. Uh, You've got another situation, of course, from Cleveland. Do you trust Ford here? So any of these just for the one-week kind of streaming options so to speak. Andy Barrons Yahoo Fantasy as uh gosh, I don't know if it was a good uh, you know, you look at Josh Allen's stats and that was the player of the week. Maybe fantasy-wise m- the best football has yet to be played here. We'll talk to Andy coming up shortly.
4: I can tell you that uh week 1 was all about the unders according to Vegas. Like the the unders hit in week 1 and week 2 almost all of the overs hit. So, you know, do we see some sort of uh, middling out here in terms of performance from uh, from teams and their offenses here in week 3. We'll we'll get Andy Barrons opinion on that from Yahoo Fantasy Sports joining us here right around 325. You're welcome to join us anytime. Pull up a stool on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line at 866-4FAN 866-4326. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub at the new location at on 135 West Commercial Street in ER. Good Smoke BBQ So the
2: Bills today learn that Christian Kirksey, the linebacker they just picked up before the start of the season, he was on practice squad uh, you know, material just right now because, well, uh, you had Terrell Bernard as the starting middle linebacker. And I thought the thought was as soon as like Bernard slips case of emergency, you're going to promote Kirksey. Kirksey announces he's retiring today. Uh, so that's it for his time in Buffalo and for that matter for the NFL. So the Buffalo Bills on the practice squad. Who else? Of course, they brought him back. AJ Klein is back with the Buffalo Bills on their practice squad.
3: All right. So Sean McDermott speaking earlier on the Kirksey announcement. Hey, he's a class act um, and um, he made us better while he was here. Certainly understand his you know, his situation. He's played. He's used to playing and um, he's, he has obviously his reasons for it and uh, and I respect him for it um, he's all class and I heard so many good things about him before he came here um, and uh, and we tried to get him a few times before uh, I think via free agency and then uh, uh, he went elsewhere but uh, I just wish we could have gotten him maybe a little bit uh, earlier in his career but um, appreciate all that he brought to us and um, the time and the sacrifice um, while he was here I'll,
4: I'll tell you what I, I think Kirksey's retirement, is actually good news. I was hoping you would say for that. the Buffalo yeah. Bills. If if Kirksy is retiring, it's it's partially because he doesn't see a pathway to getting on the field anytime soon. I'm not gonna sit on the practice squad, guys. No disrespect, but I led a team in tackles last year. I can still play but I'm on your practice squad. What's up with that? Well, what's up with that is you've got Terrell Bernard, who through two weeks hasn't been a liability and actually made a a really big play in week two, a play that you would expect would add to his confidence, build up his confidence and get him playing at an even higher level here through the course of the rest of the season. A big part of Kirksey retiring in my eyes is I can't get on the field, so what am I doing here? I'm hoping
2: that's the case, but if he got here under the false pretense and thinking, okay, this is just a layover, me on the practice squad before I become the starter, I don't know if you go to the retirement card. I think you would have gone to the call your agent or sit down with McDermott and say, look, I I would just ask for my release at this point. Or remember, any team in the league can actually sign you off a practice squad at any point. And then that team has the right to kind of, you know, promote you. And maybe
4: maybe Kirksey just knew, wait, the phone wasn't ringing before and it's not ringing now. And, you know, I don't know how severe the hamstring injury was. It kept him out of the entirety of the preseason and forced him off the, the Texans roster and onto the Bills practice squad. But it's it speaks to uh, an emerging Terrell Bernard. And you're going to go with youth in the situation. The investment you made in Bernard in the third-round pick – Um, And seeing him kind of start to live up to that potential is encouraging. So and, and maybe that's what Bernard needed as well. Maybe Bernard needed this this spark, this fire under his butt. Like, hey, there's somebody that's more than capable of taking your job if you're not willing to rise to the occasion he has so far. So I think that's actually good news for the Bills linebacking core and you know if something does happen to Bernard you still have Dodson oh you have AJ
2: Klein And AJ Klein of course on the practice squad
4: as well as he's back but you have somebody that is very familiar with this defense obviously in AJ Klein now uh, replacing Kirksey on the Bills practice (laughs) squad (laughs) did he get up this morning like a lot of us like
2: my goodness it's cold here and it's still only September September 21st and Oh my gosh! It's only going to get colder in Buffalo. Ah, you know what? I'm done. It's the
4: best time of year. It really is. Like from a weather standpoint, just bottle it up and give me this all year round. I could the, the window cracked open a little bit at night. Perfect sleeping weather. Nice crisp morning air for the dad run. Perfect.
2: I lost. Not even I had a vote in this executive producer this morning. Turning on the heat. No, no, no. 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 Too early. I agree. Too early. You, think
4: I'm you didn't even make it to October. Shame. D- Jean. Shame. Gene, Dude. Julie, what are we <laughs> yeah, doing? I Executive producer. is an outsider, I got to say, I am wildly disappointed in that decision. That is too early. W- what are you going to tell me next? You're going to put your Halloween decorations up next. Oh, they're up. Oh, my God. Oh, no, no, no. What is going oh, on? no, it's full-on fall. Oh, no. The no. only benefit of that was... fall uh, decorations or Halloween decorations? Oh, no, they're one and the same. You know, oh, like, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing? All right, look. Whatever makes you happy. Whatever makes you happy. <sighs> Danger. There's some things
2: you want to kind of step on. Yes. Yeah, negotiation. No, nope, nope, you Yes, yes. We will turn on the yes. heat, smile. Yep, Ladies click. and gentlemen...
4: Marriage. Continuous negotiation. Sign up now for the electric chair. Wow. Appreciate the tweets coming in at the fan Rochester. I still call them tweets because I can't get around to calling an And By the time he decides to start charging for it, it doesn't matter. Peter, if the fan Rochester gets 1,000 YouTube and Twitch subscribers, Mike Danger should support Pitt with this jersey. It's an image of Peterman's number four at Pitt. It's a sharp-looking jersey, Peter. I'm not oh, going to lie. Look at that. Like the biceps, yeah. the musk. Yeah, like coaches would just love a guy. Peterman's like musk is a formidable one. It, it got to the Bears. It's gotten to the Bears. It got to John Gruden. It certainly got to Sean McDermott. I, there's something about that guy. It's just got to keep him around. Thank goodness. I was a little bit worried about the, or- the, the uh, direction of the organization when they let go of Peterman. Thank God they brought him back to back up Justin Fields, who's probably going to get killed behind that offensive line. Uh, let's talk some fantasy football next. Andy Barons, Yahoo Fantasy. Will this weather impact your decisions on who to sit, who to start week three? Week three gets underway tonight with the the Niners hosting the Giants. Andy Barron's with some Some roster suggestions coming up next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.
1: The Fan
2: Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills practice squad linebacker Christian Kirksey announcing his retirement today. Replacing him on the practice squad is A.J. Klein, a player that head coach Sean McDermott is certainly familiar with.
3: Well, I mean, you know, right now it's a one-for-one type of deal. And, um, you know, we have a lot of confidence in A.J. as well. And similar, you know, just in terms of the veteran presence, the wisdom, the experience. um, And um, so it's good to have him back.
2: We'll talk some Bills football next hour with Alex Brasky, Batavia Daily News, and Bills Digest. Week three of the NFL season beginning tonight. It's the Giants and 49ers in Santa Clara. Andy Barons from Yahoo Fantasy joining us next year in the Sports Bar. Two games in the majors right now. Bottom of seven, the Angels are up on the Rays four to three. Top of the ninth, Brewers up on the Cardinals six nothing. Gene Taglia on the Sports Leader, the Fan Rochester.
1: Straight up with no chaser, you're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader,
3: 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. You know, I've, I've been, I've jumped the gun before and, and then it doesn't happen or I've kind of, I guess I'm, I'm one of those guys that when you pack to go on a trip, you kind of overpack, you know, so, um, you know, so, uh, but it's easier when it's easier to uh, a wise coach once told me or taught me that when you go out to practice in a similar fashion it's always easier to take you know a layer off and you can't run back in and grab a layer if you need it so uh, so we try and prepare ahead of time but um, you know just trying to keep an eye on it and keep as much off the players as we, as we can until they need to know. this
4: is bills head coach Sean McDermott talking a little weather it's weather that could affect East Coast games on Sunday, including the Bills. And the commanders. Let's talk a little fantasy football with our favorite Andy Barrett from Yahoo Fantasy joining us. We, we won't talk about anything that's happened in Chicago for the last twenty-four hours, Andy. This is not a Bears show. We're going to focus on on fantasy football week three, which gets underway tonight. No, uh, let's talk Bears. No, football. it's not a Bears show. Yes. It's 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 yeah. a. We're talking fantasy football with Andy right now, Gino and Andy. Uh, tonight it's the yep. Niners. It's the Giants. Uh, no Saquon Barkley, which means Matt Breida. Uh, you know your outlook on on today's game certainly san francisco looks real real good after two weeks of football
0: yeah i i mean i will say normally when we try to you know when we try to imagine that we know how a game is going to play out the nfl fools us right it's a total chaos league that said um really hard to imagine this as a super competitive game at least deep into it um they this seems like a a pretty overwhelming mismatch especially when you've remove Saquon from the from the Giants mix um it's a it's a messy backfield I don't think it's going to be entirely Matt Breida it's probably going to be a little bit of Brightwell a little bit of gray um uh, plenty of Breida it's but just a a matchup with a ferocious Niners defense yeah Uh, the Niners are the Niners are really fun Brock purdy has been really fun Christian McCaffrey never leaves the field so you know what to do on that side
2: Yeah, I would think that uh, even though maybe you put in for Matt Burita, hopefully you have a better option than Matt Burita tonight. And That's not the only player, Andy. You have uh, the return of Tony Jones on a one-week thing here until uh, Kamara gets back. You also have the situation in Cleveland. Are are, are any of these streaming options worth considering uh, this weekend?
0: Oh, well, I would say that Jerome Ford wasn't just, you know, he's the – just really unfortunate situation with Nick Chubb. It would be great if we could get through a Monday night game without a catastrophic injury. to one of the league's essential players. Right. Um, But Jerome Ford is the guy who steps in for Nick Chubb and he was already the direct backup, getting plenty of work. Now he, now he steps into a huge role, had a, had a pretty good game last weekend uh, playing in Chubb's absence, scored immediately after, after Chubb left the field, um, broke off a 69 yard run at one point. So, He looks good. He was a very good college runner. He played for that Cincinnati team that won 13 games a couple years ago, um, loaded with, uh, with NFL players, um, always averaged like six plus yards per carry in college. So really, really good player. I am for the most part expecting big things from him. It is a dicey matchup this week with Tennessee that they had the league's best run defense last year. They're up there again this year. So this could be a little bit of a speed bump, but I, I think that's going to be Jerome Ford's backfield. I know there's been a lot of talk about Kareem Hunt, but, you know, that, that team had a chance to sign Kareem Hunt in the off season, and, you know, it chose Jerome Ford. So, and it sure sounds like, it based on everything that Kevin Stefanski has said, that Jerome Ford has that job. So, I'm... I'm buying. Um, I thought he was like a like an empty the wallet sort of uh, waiver claim this yeah. week. So uh, I, 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 not that he can be Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb is like a tier of his own sort of running back. But man, um, Ford is really good, and he's 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 all they've got now.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I thought I was being aggressive. I I spent half more than half of my uh, free agent. Uh, budget on on trying to acquire Ford and and didn't even come close to sniffing him in, in one of my leagues. So he is that kind of empty the wallet once in a while. You just got to do it because you, you feel that good about it. And he certainly looked good on Monday. Andy I'm I'm concerned about a couple of backs that you may have invested a first or second round pick in, depending on your your league's format. What do we know about Austin Eckler's situation with the Chargers? And and I think we're getting some good news now On Aaron Jones and Green Bay, your thoughts on on a couple of lead backs that we haven't seen since week one.
0: Yeah, well, I will say that Aaron Jones immediately after that injury in the Bears game, you know, he was kind of clowning a little bit with the camera on the sideline. He said after the game that if it had been, you know, if the game had been competitive, if it had been like a playoff environment, whatever, that he would have been able to play through it. So. I've been pretty optimistic about Aaron Jones. I, that never seemed, again, just based on his comments initially, like it was going to be a multi-week situation. He's back at practice. Generally, practicing on, you know, on, on a Thursday is a really good sign in terms of availability for the week ahead. So I'm, I'm pretty optimistic on Aaron Jones. It's a lot murkier with Austin Eckler. Um, we do, we don't have clarity on that all at all. Um, they've referred to it as an indefinite timeline, which is not what anybody wants to hear, right? And he's obviously a centerpiece of the centerpiece of the the offense. Um, they, I will say that that is a team that needs to stretch the field, and they sort of drafted with the idea that they would add Quentin Johnson and, and give themselves a chance to stretch the field. Like it. It could very well be that the best way for the Chargers to operate is not throwing 110 balls to Austin Eckler. So you'd like to think they could find their way um, with with him not in the mix. He didn't, he didn't practice today. So I'm not too optimistic that we're going to see him this
2: week. Certainly. Yeah. The team, the Chargers face, it's like, Oh my gosh, the team that actually loses the game this week, the Vikings and um, Alexander Madison. And I think a lot of uh, people might've invested highly and that hasn't paid off. And, do we kind of just kind of look, how do you view the Cam Akers move here? Because how long do you think Andy would actually take Cam Akers to get up and running before that becomes a consideration for him to cut into Madison's workload?
0: Well, he's got a connection to O'Connell, right? So he like, this is, there's a scheme familiarity thing. That was, that was part of the appeal. I just think Madison is, you know, a, a good player, not an exceptional running back. You know, the way we always talked about him when Dalvin Cook would miss time is that he could be, you know, 80%, 90% of what Dalvin Cook is. Um, That, you know, that 10 to 20% is a huge deal, (laughs) right? And, like, I I, I think he's perfectly functional. I think he can do well in a good matchup. He's not somebody that I think is just some transcendent talent, you know, that uh, the, the, the whole argument for Madison all along was about workload and not necessarily about the skill of the player. And we're always in trouble when that's the situation, right? Those are the guys that go in the running back dead zone. Those are the guys that we try to steer you away from, right? You can't get too excited about those guys because if, you know, they have a couple of bad games, the NFL can always find running backs. And that appears to be what has happened here. So I, I would imagine they get acres in the mix, at least pretty, you know, pretty early, perhaps this week. That wouldn't surprise me at all. It's a it's a funny game too because um, neither neither team has been defending. They both desperately need this win, right? Like these are two teams that did not expect to be zero and two and a zero and two, and they were both playoff teams last year. And like you start zero and three, man, that's that's a that's a tough road. When you start zero and three, and we have to start thinking about hmm, are you are you sellers at the trade deadline? You know, is this is it just not happening this year? So like the, the Vikings in particular, if they don't get this game. They've got the Niners coming up. They've got the Chiefs coming up. And there's an easy road for them to be like one in six
4: going into the trade deadline. Andy, for a second here, since we're talking about Minnesota... Uh, I know during draft season, there's a lot of different theories. You can go zero RB. You can wait on your quarterback. Waiting on your quarterback, if your quarterback was Kirk Cousins, is presenting an unbelievable value to the managers who decided to wait because you have a guy in Justin Jefferson who leads the league in receiving. You have a guy that's throwing him the football that, if I'm not mistaken, is the number one quarterback up uh, through two weeks in fantasy football in Kirk Cousins. So, you know, again, you know, hindsight being, you know, the benefit of hindsight here, waiting on quarterback if your Quarterback as Kirk Cousins turned out to be a pretty good strategy.
0: Yeah, he's had he's had some favorable matchups and absolutely crushed them. So Kirk Cousins right now, and hey, life is good when you throw to Justin Jefferson and like Jordan Addison is your number three receiver, right? It's a really talented team. Um, he, he's we're two weeks in. He's over seven hundred passing yards. Um, he, he's he's got a league high six touchdown passes. So. He's been great. And the Chargers, like you should build a DFS lineup around Kirk Cousins this week. I'm pretty sure because like the Chargers defense has allowed a league worst 333 passing yards per game, 10.3 yards per attempt. Obviously, you know, Miami carved them up. They gave up a big game to like Ryan Tannehill. So we're not we're not talking about it's not like they've faced, you know. Mahomes and uh, the little, uh, Josh Allen or anything like that. They've, you know, they've faced good, not great quarterbacks and they've absolutely carved them up. So I expect Kirk to go for another I don't know, 340, 350 in this one, a couple of touchdowns, three touchdowns. I mean, shoot, I don't, I don't see how the chargers can hope to to possibly check Justin Jefferson in this one. It, there should be a ton of points there. I think the number in that game is 54. So you just want to, you, you just want to attach yourself to chargers and Vikings in fantasy this week.
2: Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy, our guest here. We had uh, the up-close look at the Raiders who came through town last week. And I can tell you, Andy, that um, outside of Max Crosby, I don't know what is on their defense right now. And Max Crosby, the Bills did a good job of taking him out. So now the Raiders get the Steelers, and you might feel a little better about playing Steelers. Here's my question and my eyes tell me, like Jalen Warren right now is the better running back uh, than Najee Harris. Is is Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada stubborn? Are they going to continue to play this, or eventually will they do what a lot of us think they should do, and that's play Warren Moore here?
0: Well, you know, Warren is already getting some of the most important snaps. Right, he's he's seen he's seen twelve targets. He's got nine catches. Like that, that's what we want, right? Like he's getting, he's getting super high value opportunities. Um, so I, like, I, I think that's already underway. Now the rushing stats look a little bit better for Najee Harris, but that's only because he had like, he had like a 24 yard run that took him about 20 seconds to complete. Um, <laughs> you, you know, he just, he's just, he's not looking that great right now. Um, and hasn't looked that great in a while. And now the snaps are something like, you know, 55-45, uh, and every time Warren looks, uh, every time Warren is on the field, he looks like the faster player. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you really have to, you really have to lean Warren here. And I've actually like this is the first time that I've actually got them like back to back in the in the ranks at running back. I I, I I'm too much of a coward to put um, <laughs> Warren ahead of him just yet because the playing time gap is still there, um, and they do still use Najee at the goal line, but we're We are very much having the Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott sort of conversation now.
4: Andy, uh, Sean McDermott was uh, talking earlier about uh, how he prepares for a weather game and how he, you know, he tries to not let his players in on it unless they absolutely have to let their players in on it as far as what the weather, how the weather could impact their game plan. And we've got a string of games here on the East Coast, the Commanders and the Bills being one, the, the Ravens hosting the Colts, you've got the Jets and the Patriots. How, if, if any, do, do you factor in the elements into your decisions as to who to, who to play come Sunday?
0: Oh man, if you guys enjoy it when fantasy experts, um, pretend to be lawyers or doctors, you're really <laughs> going to enjoy it when we pretend to be uh, meteorologists. meteorologist. Uh, <laughs> you know, like for, for me, the, the, the important thing, um, the thing that I pay the most attention to is going to be like wind, right? Like that's, obviously if there's driving rain and and near hurricane conditions where we worry about it a lot, but, um, wind is the thing that, that really affects like offensive decision-making. Um, so the, you know, I've, I've tried to have different rules of thumb over the years, but if we have something like 30, 35 mile an hour sustained winds, that is really worrisome, you know, that, that really starts to affect the passing game. And so now we, now we think this is going to hit play calling and that's when you, that's when you sort of have the, you know, venture kickers, uh, <laughs> downgrade all the receivers. That, that's when I start
2: to panic a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean to the two of you, but it, this is a source of fantasy points here. Chiefs, and Bears and Andy, I remember the last time these two teams faced in the regular season four years ago, there was Patrick Mahomes. I think he was doing like a counting thing just to say, oh, you remind everybody that no, you didn't take me. So it's a motivated <laughs> Chiefs team, it's a Bears team that has a lot going on in a game where i think a lot of us think the chiefs are going to cover here where's the line when it comes to uh you know starting chiefs players it you know certainly Mahomes, certainly Kelsey um sky Moore like how, how deep do you go uh past Pacheco like wh- where do you draw the line when it comes to playing Kansas City chiefs uh in, in a game that might be wrapped up by the third quarter this week
0: yeah, um, quite a week for the Bears, right? Uh, we're already giving votes of confidence. Uh, there's a coaching crisis and a quarterback crisis, and a, a all around defensive crisis, and everything is in disarray. Uh, and oh, by the way, you have to play the Chiefs. Um, so, like, absolute nightmare week for the for the Bears. Um, I I don't really draw the line at, at playing the Chiefs. I want to play Pacheco. Um, he's, you know, he's been a little bit dinged up, but I I believe he practiced today. So we we don't have to be too worried about his availability for this one. Mahomes is an obvious play. I mean, they're, they're going to get to 30 points somehow. I have to figure because they have some things that they need to get right offensively too, right? Like it was, it, it wasn't pretty against Detroit. Um, they, you know, they win last week, but they didn't put up a big number. Like this is a total get right spot against the bears. So I expect them not to like put the brakes on when they hit, I don't know, 24 points. I mean, I expect to see like the full expression of the the chiefs offensive uh, uh, abilities here. So this could be a really big number. I think that, I think uh, like this changed a little bit when Jerome Ford hit the, you know, the Jerome Ford situation hit, but um, I had previously thought that the chiefs defense was the most obvious waiver out of the week. You know, they were available in about 60% of Yahoo leagues and like, if you get this Bears offense into sort of a one dimensional mode and they just have to throw in the second half, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not just being the exasperated Bears fan here, but that's that's going to result in five or six sacks. That's going to result in a couple of turnovers. They are probably the defense that has the greatest chance to actually score a touchdown this week. So I, I think the KC defense is one of the best
4: starts. Andy, there's another game that ha- quietly might have uh, some points produced in it. We've seen the Lions give up a lot of points, and and the Falcons at two and zero are kind of sneaky. I, I'm wondering what you would say to the Kyle Pitts owner heading into Week Three.
0: Yeah, i don't I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of hope to offer the Kyle Pitts uh, people. Um, like especially because so many of them thought that they were drafting like some generational talent. And that's just, I I mean, I think he's, I think he's really good. I think he's a gifted player, but that is just clearly not how he's going to be used. You know, Um, I I was just looking at this and the Atlanta Falcons have um, 104 total offensive touches so far on the season and 73 of them belong to Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson, Mm -hmm. right? Like this is a, this is an offense that is entirely based around the running game, around the talents of these two backs um and you can think of everybody else as kind of window dressing right like they're they're going to have games um i don't think that there are going to be very many games where both drake london and kyle pitts can make noise um the nice thing at tight end is that you know you're a top 10 fantasy tight end if you just finish the season with like 550 yards and six touchdowns and i do think that kyle pitts can get there um that But that's not, you know, you're not going to win your league because you have a guy like that. But I think he's fine. I don't, I wouldn't drop him for like any of these, you know, people are asking me questions like, should I drop him for Jake Ferguson, Luke Musgrave, Cole Komet, like literally any warm body who plays the position. And no, I don't think you should do that because I think by the end of the season, we're going to have five or six touchdowns from Kyle Pitts and he's going to be like the tight end eight and it's fine. Um, But if you thought that you were drafting somebody who could actually join the Kelsey Andrews tier, there's there's just no way. There's no path to it.
2: Last one for me, Andy, and it's a game betting-wise. We were talking about perhaps being a trap game. Miami, uh, two weeks, big showdown up here in Buffalo, and they have their home opener against Denver. Denver needs this game. Um, Your your thoughts here on what you've seen here from the Sean Payton Broncos, and my gosh, anytime uh, you can get a receiver that has 100 yards in the first half, you would think, oh, let's go back to him there (laughs) in the second half in Marvin Mims. They
3: didn't do that.
0: Yeah, um it like it's it's crazy that they found a way to lose last week's game, I think. Like they've got some talent and it's you know, I don't we're, we're clearly not dealing with peak Russell Wilson right now and he's not running as much. Um, but he's I mean, the numbers are fine. The the numbers from Russell Wilson have been fine to this point in the season. I don't think he's been a huge hindrance. Um the the men's thing is actually Also, I will say that I think Javante Williams looks really good. Like that's a guy that we were really worried about coming into the year off the big knee injury, and he looks good. Um, So I think they definitely have the pieces to put up a big number and to and to challenge Miami. Um, The Mims thing is, you know, like years ago, this would not have surprised us because we expected rookie wide receivers to do anything. But then, you know, that that certainly changed in the past few years, and we do expect more and more from our rookie wideouts. And Mims like barely played. Mims played like 16 snaps. I think he ran five routes, um, and caught two passes for 100 plus yards and a long touchdown. Right, like we're seeing the same thing from Jalen Hyatt in in New York. He's barely playing, but when he plays, they they hit some deep shots with him. So obviously, we would like to see more Mims because they just they just don't have a lot of talent at receiver. Like we're still waiting for the Jerry Judy eruption that never comes. And Cortland Sutton hasn't been the same player since the knee injury. And they, like, they need a game breaker and they potentially have one with men. So I, it should, that should actually be a pretty fun game because, because Denver can put up a big number.
4: Andy, I know we usually wrap with you by just checking in on the status of your survivor pool. If you're still alive, I think we all know what the pick is. We emphatically <laughs> are going yeah. Chiefs here in week three yeah. and uh, looking forward to week four.
0: Yeah, I don't love burning the Chiefs this early in the season, but I just can't. I mean, I, I literally cannot wrap my head around the idea that they might lose to this current version of the Chicago Bears. I barely squeaked through to week three because I, I had the Giants over the Cardinals last Ooh. week, and I'd, I'd written that thing off, but they pulled it out for me. So that was it's already a magical season for me in Survivor. I basically never make it to October, so making it to week three is already a win.
2: And, and Andy, you, you can already look ahead to week four. I'm sorry to kind of say that. <laughs> I was so excited when we do our pick segment. I was singing Fats Domino. and It's like, honestly, <laughs> Kansas City is such an easy pick. Uh, Andy, the new time. Let's remind everybody here that uh, the the show begins tonight.
0: Oh yeah. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, 75 minutes before kickoff is a Thursday night game fantasy football live. Check us out on Yahoo sports. The show has been really fun this year. It's sit, start questions, all the late breaking info. Um, it, it's been the show's actually been a blast. So please check us
4: out. Yeah, and so many of us are using the platform, Andy. It, you know, it, it just complements and completes the fantasy football experience. Seeing you and everybody else in the crew there uh, before kickoff, really appreciate the it's work it, that you oh, guys that's are what doing. what Andy looks like. Yeah, no, exactly. it's the best. Man. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. As always, Andy. Let's talk again next week. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everyone. That's you got it. it, Andy Barron's Yahoo Fantasy, all class. I mean, look, he 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 and I are are. In the same boat when it comes to our fandom it's like we just don't want to talk about it anymore we let's just move on we're not a chicago bear show we're not we're not going to talk about what's going on there. it's good gallows humor it can be your friend yeah it's it, the drama after week two in chicago yeah, you, yeah. it's a mess it's an absolute mess so take kansas city and and rest comfortably in your survivor pool knowing that week four is ahead do you want me texting you during the game
2: Or is it just kind of a foregone conclusion? You don't have to text "Ah, me. I'll
4: know. Yeah, you know. know. I'll know what's going on. Don't worry. Uh, Great stuff from Andy there as we look forward to the beginning of week three, kickoff tonight in San Francisco. The Niners hosting the Giants. Uh, Alex Brasky of the Batavia Daily News, Bill's Digest. He'll be joining us here uh, coming up right around 425. We'll get back to Buffalo, get his practice report and plenty of Bill's news and headlines to get to as well. Uh, Coming up next in the Sports Bar.
2: Uh, Hey, Sabres training camp uh, began today. And look, it's a different year. There's higher expectations. And there's this report today, Danger. We got to talk about this. Is Kevin Adams really done here shaping this roster? Well, according to Darren Dreger, the Sabres trying to take a big swing here. There are pros and cons to this, though, so I'll kind of break it down. Also, hey, listen, you being a Bears fan, what's the root of that? It's bad ownership. Me being a Knicks fan, I'm dead inside. Mm. I have no passion. Mm-hmm. I'm completely dead. And the idiot owner sits down with the New York Times today and lets out this unbelievable quote and I think he's just trolling us at this
1: point.
4: I don't know what to make of it. There's a uh, underreported storyline in the NFL through 2 weeks of the season. It's it's a job that somebody who's been kind of much maligned as a coach in the NFL has done a pretty pretty remarkable job. I'll tell you who that is and uh why I believe his time is coming sooner rather than later. And it is Thursday night football tonight. Um We had our little uh, company chili cook-off slash uh, tailgate party at Three Heads earlier today, and part of that was us voting for the three best uh, chilies that were on display. Ah. Dishes, I should say. I got to tell you, the three that I voted on one, two, and three. So I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling like I've got a, a good uh, a good nose for a winner. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. I've got a few plays that I like for tonight's Thursday night game between the Niners and Giants. I'll share those as well in the Danger Zone. That's coming up next with I'll drink to that in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey.